0: There's got to be at least one person that was wondering if we would ever be back. So I I'm, yeah, I'm, I think maybe. the is probably three. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, but I was surprised. I did put up a little post on our social media, which I had to like look up the passwords and try to find everything. And I put up a post saying, we got a new episode coming. And, you know, a few people were like, you know, I don't know if they we just got, gave got, a pity like or...
0: We got some pretty pretty hardcore fans i can tell you that right now uh,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> so he, we well, may not this we this may does, not we we have got...
0: a ton but the ones we got are dedicated
1: yeah <laughs> i'll say love it or hate it we're back <laughs> whether you wanted us back or not we're here here we are yay um so you or listen to yes. it you said what love it
0: or hate it Muted or listen to it
1: Muted or listen to it that's right <laughs> So what took us, where where have we been, what took us so long? Okay, so we did, we started the end of 2017, and then we did, I think, six episodes, and then we we finished like March 2018, we have two episodes recorded that were really good that we never put out, it just, and then that was 2018 March, and then now we're October uh, 2020, the year of all years what happened what took us so long
0: I actually had to check the date to see if you were right I wasn't sure it was October but oh, you, you got it right it? I know it right It's <laughs> you got it right
1: it's a mystery this month yeah um so I mean I think that's what we'll do uh, we were you know you know Josh and I were talking before getting on camera and Sam. I think this first episode is just an update you know and we can't even begin to update all that's happened from 2018 till now, but maybe we'll give some greatest hits and and uh, and, and you can let you guys know we are, but also we're planning, you know, I think our conversations and knowing what we're going to talk about can come out of this, uh, you know, and we might go, wow, okay, maybe we should talk about that. And maybe we'll put this out to people listening. If you hear something that you would be curious to follow up on, like, could you talk more about that? Let us know, email us, put it in the chat. Uh, I don't even remember my email address. I got to look that up. Uh, (laughs) I feel so out of it. Oh, man, we're so rusty. I haven't done this in a long time.
0: We've we've missed some of our very uh, important taglines, but let's just face it. This is really going to be great. So it's okay if we miss a couple of things. (laughs) It's it's like riding a bike. We'll get it. We'll get it.
1: I hope so. Let me see. I'm going to look up his email address.
0: We'll get it. I mean, there's been a lot that's happened in the time that we haven't been here, and uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you, you try to follow, uh, you know, the leading, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, and
1: right. here we are yeah. at
0: this point, and feel like it's time to, to dive back in, and maybe it's, you know, it, maybe this is kind of like when you go to the ocean, and it looks beautiful, and you jump in, but it takes you a while, you got to wade in there and wait for the water, your, your body adjusts to the water, this is kind of like our wading
1: back into the ocean episode. That's right, and it was a feeling, right? Uh, it was like a, all of a sudden, like maybe last week or something we were like, "I think it was time to do a sojourn this episode. So you're right, there is this openness where of all that's happened over the last couple of years, it just felt like now we need to get together and talk like this, and you know, um, I even have to remind myself that this the great thing about this platform is that the whole focus is trying to see life through somebody else's eyes and if more of us can see each other we can walk together that's one of our taglines right uh, so uh, you know Josh and I we're we're so similar in so many ways but you know you and I are also so different so it's there's a good chance that if we have a conversation about a subject we're gonna hit different you know different angles of it um, so let me throw this at you then so let's go with maybe like where, like, the greatest hits, like, what has happened, the big events that we should know about from 2018 till now, yeah, what's, where you been, what's happened? Wow. How life changed?
0: How has life changed? Yeah, significantly, significantly, life has changed. Uh, and, you know, you look back on it and you go, sheesh. We went from a pretty decent, you know, uh, you know, 2018 was a pretty decent year. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I had a chance to, you know, I'd gone to Uganda, which we talked about a little bit, um, you know, at least one of those episodes, maybe it's one of the hidden ones. Um, and, uh, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and coming into, uh, you know, we had, we had, we were, you know, we had just started the church, Church of 2017, Kingdom Life Community Church uh, started up. Uh, March of, of, of 2017, and so we are kind of f- coming into the first full year of being a church. Uh, right. Working through, you know, all of the CRA stuff, working through all that. Uh, I know that's uh, that that's all part and part of the pieces of why it's taken us so long to come back to this point, because there were so many other things that needed to be done. Yes. But what happened, I, I, I'll tell you, Grace Hits, so what was a significant watershed moment between the last episode we had and now? There's a number of things that happened, but I had a, a moment, and for those of you who don't know, I, I feel released from the Lord to be, you know, just really straightforward about stuff uh, in terms of even the past. Now, I think we're, we're far enough removed from the issues of, of that we came from that we can just be candid about some of it. Mm -hmm. we had a pretty rough go coming out of another church there was some stuff that really just kind of transpired that really shouldn't have um and and you know a number of us did kind of stand on a line and say this is far enough um and there was this time in all of this which kind of went from 2015 started like 2015 uh this whole thing did where i became this I became like a true kind of shepherd in the way of having to like protect sheep like trying to hold this whole thing together and there was a lot of energy that went into just trying to keep everybody safe mm-hmm. I remember how many times I had this conversation like like this this church is going to be safe or we will make it safe and that was kind of that was the conversation it was really people feeling like they they want to just worship Jesus and not have to worry about anything else right? Like, like we need a safe place to grow and to be, you know, become, you know, disciples of Jesus Christ. And isn't that what we're supposed to have? And so, you know, that journey took so many twists and turns in 2017, then it became clear that to make, you know, to become the church that God was calling us to be, we were going to have to kind of step out in faith to create a safe and diverse place. And when we say diverse, just diversity is, is, isn't worth anything. If, if, the different voices have no value. So that's not safe either. You can be in a very diverse situation where only the, you know, you know, you kind of unilateral decisions and conversations, it doesn't work. It, it may look diverse, but it's not. Uh, and so to create a place that was diverse, not just looked diverse or had diverse music, but had diverse voices that we were listening to and, and working through some of these things, and a lot of what we talked about before it's kind of recurring in many ways is this Christianity and culture. What's the, 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 intersection of Christianity and culture. But what happened in all of that is there was a lot of work put in, not just to create church structures and, you know, right. and, and websites and Hey, you need a mission and a vision and a name. And you need, you know, everything <laughs> you need logo to, you need and... to artic, articulate your theological distinctives and those things are hard, right. but they're very valuable. Especially coming out of the situation we were in, we shouldn't really have any of that, that undergirding of like this really clear articulation of theological distinctives, who we are, what, where we're going, all that stuff. So it's very valuable for us to have that. Um, but a lot of that work, you know, put into, you know, trying to create safe spaces for people to, to worship God. And um, 2018, uh, we got to November of 2018 and we had a concert of colors. Uh, Pastor Little, or oh my goodness, I kind of blew something. John!
1: <laughs> Spoiler!
0: <laughs> John! This is foreshadowing. Exactly. John! Dun, dun, dun. You know, it, it something, put on a, these concerts here called the Concert of Colors. We had a concert of yeah. colors. Uh, Langland Community uh, Social Services came to that concert. There was people who weren't Christians that came to that concert. They gave this, this plaque of. This yeah, it was awesome yeah, they gave us a plaque that said, thank you to your church. Cause we'd been really sewing into these community places. And I looked around and the, you know, the, 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 the venue was full. There was this great, like you could just feel the presence of God in the room. And I just heard like this, this, it can only be God. Sometimes I just heard this, they're safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was a, it was like, Oh, there's, This is safe. This is a safe place for people, and uh, and so what happened uh, after that actually is that's when I became this realization of, yeah, they're safe, but that stunk, and like I gotta figure out like all of the like I mean we we literally got orphaned like just I got a piece of paper so I wasn't gonna be a, a, a you know I wasn't gonna be employed in a week it was like you're just go. It was a sprint.
1: Out. It was like uh, it was like, a sprint, right? It
0: was, and so there was this moment of going, yeah, like yeah. I just spent all this time, basically three and a half years, of doing this, and now I'm like, whoa. And and it was a this moment of realization, like I need to try to figure out who I am, and and I need to be kind of recommissioned by God. But there was also the grieving process of losing. Really, I lost employment. I lost a lot of relationships. I lost all of that stuff, and there was this. Yeah. It was all. It was all exactly what God had asked me to do, and it had created safe spaces for people. I was happy about all of that, and yet there was this giant. There was these giant spaces of loss, and you have mm-hmm. to deal with that at some point. So I started to to, to process that, and then uh, in March of uh, 2019, um, my son uh, began to display a lot of behaviors that we didn't understand. He stopped eating. Um, he was. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of it, 2018, 2019, (laughs) no man, uh, 20, so it would have been 2019, so he would have been 10 at the time, uh, heartbreaking stuff, uh, just see, just so that we're clear, um, they try to diagnose him, uh, really with, uh, uh, anorexia, um, and at first that's kind of what it looked like, because he wouldn't eat, and he was, he was down to that, he was under the two percentile, Mm. just almost like, um, you know, if, if this doesn't happen seriously with this child, you know, his, his body's going to start shutting down. He's constantly getting, you know, blood tests and stuff like that to check if his organs were going out. We couldn't get him to eat. He was turning in a totally different human being. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I had a conversation, the most heartbreaking conversation I had with him at that time was, um, you know, uh, he said to me, Dad, it's a really hard choice between eating and dying. he wasn't being a exaggerative child he wasn't being you know a drama king or any of those things he was just simply stating a very real fact for him that it was a tough decision between eating and dying at 10 Mm -hmm. years old that's a dark space yeah um and so we were able to to i think through, you know, John was very helpful in this as we were, you know, he and and we have a, a, someone that we work closely with named Pastor Carol. Uh, and she, you know, between all of these things, i really began to believe that what was really happening was more of a, it was a more of a trauma response um, and trying to figure out what triggered it. Well, I think what triggered is I went to Uganda uh, and he was left here alone. It triggered some anxious responses. Uh, and, and once we stopped trying to uh once we kind of this is this is the thing it was really tough i can't explain it all we don't have enough time uh maybe we'll come back like
1: a whole episode in itself right maybe we'll come back to it at some point
0: but the reality is my son was in bad shape we like if we wanted to go anywhere we had to package only certain foods they would eat we were talking about just trying to gain you know like a half a pound was like a celebration So, 2019 was actually a pretty rough year. At that time, I also got diagnosed with what they thought was cancer, and uh,
1: it was like uh, forgot about that.
0: So, for everybody, we're going to get into 2020, and everybody's really worried about 2020. I just want to tell you, 2020 is a pretty good year for my family. I don't mean to rub it in anybody's face, but 2020 feels way better than 2019. (laughs)
1: 2019,
0: I thought I was going to lose my that son. That said a lot. I thought I was going to
1: die. That <laughs> said a lot.
0: In the midst of all of that, I did go to the church leadership and say, just for the sake of my son. And I didn't actually relate to the church leadership my health problems at that time. I didn't want to overweigh them. And we didn't actually reveal my son's issues to the congregation either to overweigh them. Yeah. Uh, and just said, you know, I, I need to be able to take care of my my boy. And and, and so the church was gracious. They gave me, uh, it really went, ended up being three months. It was It was June, July, August. Uh, really. And uh, I just really just concentrated on my son. You know, I went to his school every day, eat lunch with him just so that he would eat lunch uh, here in Canada. You know, school goes almost till July, um, just so you know, and then it took him out of town and different things. And I um, really just started concentrating on, at one point, uh, what really happened is because of this whole COVID situation, um, a lot of the resources we were using for him were cut out. But also because we couldn't go to the stores much, we had to start looking at him and saying, like, "What else do you want us to do?" Um, and we were able to shift from being counseled for anorexia to being having discussions around anxiety. Uh, a lot of discussions around what's driving the train today. Uh, you know, is it fear and anxiety and emotions? Because my, my son's very emotional. He's like me in that way. Emotions are very valuable to us. I don't want you to ever feel like you can't cry or feel like you can't, you know, like that's not manly. I want you to know that emotions are valuable. They make people feel safe and they make people uh, love you because they see you. But they if but when they're in the driver's seat, they make you and everyone else feel unsafe. So we need truth and we need truth in Jesus to be conducting this train. We need Jesus to drive it and emotions to be along for the ride because we want them. That started to help us really th- talk about things and to identify anxiety as a thing, fear as a thing. Oh, I know yeah. you. You don't live here, but that's you're true. here for a little while, and I have to acknowledge it. So that's a lot of time from, <laughs> from uh, March of 2018 uh, all the way until... july july of 2020 uh-huh. so july of 2020 uh, my son ate ice cream
1: that was a big deal big deal <laughs> big deal
0: uh uh because up until then i can't tell you i ate the same thing day after day after day for so many days 2019 i i ate pretty much the same thing because we didn't want to be alone in it we just walked through it with him um so it took that long to take care of my son. Stuff in the middle. God did a miracle with my health. So no worries, guys. Uh, uh, God actually healed me miraculously. Um, so it wasn't until really this summer that we were able to kind of really see the light at the end of the tunnel with my son. Uh, and that's now why, where I'm at, having acknowledged the need to, to be recommissioned. That's where I'm at right now. I'm in that space with God. Trying to figure out what the next steps look like um, for me, uh, how I can move forward um, mm-hmm. as the lead pastor of a church, which is right. crazy. Because when we started this whole thing, there was a pastor of the church. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and so now we're working through some, you know, some, I'm working through some pieces. Right. of saying, Okay, like, what does that, what does it mean to be the lead pastor of a church? What are my responsibilities, God? What does it look like? And he's starting to really um, lay some things on my heart, including even like four o'clock this morning. So where have I been? Oh, man, we've been through it. But, uh, but 2020 has just been a gift for our family because we've been able to stay together. Um, and it's, yeah. I, while it's, it's had increased anxiety for others, you know, for my son, just the security of every day being together it, mm. it, it it broke chains that nothing else could have. Um, so uh, I'm grateful. Uh, yeah, that's why you're
1: saying that. Um, what you know, about that you, sir? I mean, it's a perspective.
0: No, you can you, you, you've had you've had just as many weeks away as me. What have you been doing?
1: <laughs> oh man. Um, oh my goodness. Well, let's see. 2018, I was in school. So okay. You Know uh, when we would have been doing the series before, and you should go back and listen to it. Actually, I just listened to an episode today and I was like, it's still relevant. The one we did on millennials, I was listening to it, I was like, yeah, no, unfortunately, what we're talking about, you know, is it's still relevant. Uh, <laughs> the church and race and all these things, but I, uh, um, yeah, I guess around 20, I don't remember the maybe 2016, 2017. I received a call to from the call from God to be a pastor. Um, nothing I'd ever seen, you know. I've, I've made my whole life in music, um, that's where I felt like God has led me. You see, Margaret chilling in the in the cut back there. Um, she's on. She's got to peek in at every single every single thing on on uh, online. But yeah, so I think when we were doing that, I'd maybe taken one course. Um, in school, and, and I know not for everybody, you know, they don't have to go to school be a little bit, pastor, all those things. But for me, um, that was the path that, that I felt like God was leading me in to equip me for whatever the purpose is, you know, in the future. And uh, so when we recorded those last episodes, I think I wasn't in school then, you know, I was, uh, and, it, and if I look at like the last Sojourner's episodes and then like this one, it was never an idea I think for either of us of like, I'm not recording Sojourners or like, we're, we're taking a break. It was more like so much life was happening that it was like just crowded out. <laughs> like and, uh, and then for such a time as this, you know, who knows maybe this is the time to bring it back. So it was crowded out for me. I was running um, uh, two big music camps. One, I still run, we had a year off um, because of the virus. Um, but one was, was a really, really big one, and that was my last year doing it, and it was, I was sort of like over like five or six um, small camps while also running uh, another camp at as part of the five camps and being full faculty and being teaching fully and all these things. So that was a lot, um, you know, a really, really awesome, you know, uh, camp over in Comox. Um, but I was probably preparing for that, preparing for the Thrive City String Boot Camp, which is the camp that I still run. Um, and that's like a free camp for kids. And there's a lot of work that goes into that to, to provide a free music camp. So it was all that. It was on top of that. I know that uh, 2018 was a really rough year for us financially. Um, I remember we had, uh, so I have five kids for our school age and uh, my wife had just started school full-time again, uh, and God has sort of called her back. I know we use that language, but that's really how we walk our lives. Um, It was a God calling and God had called her back into school. And so she was going full-time. I was, you know, making a musician's income, uh, which if you know things about musicians, you got like the Jay-Z, Kanye income, and then there's like no middle ground. Then it's like survival. Is income, and then there's like no income. <laughs> so I'm like a survival musician income, and God has been good. But it was we were paying for a babysitter, daycare, uh, a school, and it was like every month. You know, we were able to pay it, but it was it was tough. So it was it was a lot of work and pressure around that as well. Um, and then 2018 in the fall, I started school full time. So on top of everything that was going on, I started going to seminary. Online full time doing an MDiv um, with a focus in global studies, uh, and that's been a really great program. But it's been a lot of work. It's school online is, is no less school than anything else. You know, uh, at least the the program I'm in. I mean, the amount of papers, the amount of uh, just the the, the the amount of reading. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a big undertaking, and I'm still in it. Um, this is my third full year now. So that was going on that sucked up so much time uh did some touring that was really great uh, with infinitus the trio that i'm a part of you know we went to china that was like like just my world perspective to be a global studies major um and to be going to china which is such a different worldview than here in canada or the united states uh for those who don't remember josh and i are both americans living in canada uh, we're, we're, we can't vote here <laughs> we're immigrants uh, And, but we are, yeah, so, you know, with just, it's, it was such a different place. That was amazing. Um, and then, you know, we chugged along, lots of tours, lots of concerts, uh, lots of teaching, just life, kids. Um, and then, um, you know, um, when Josh went through what he was going through and when his family went through what they were going through, um, you know, as he said, it was a sprint, you know, um, you know, as a church. And I think I, at that point I was operating as, as artistic director and doing music and starting the kids choir and the praise coalition and like our, our choir, just, you know, some, some really cool things were happening and doing a concert series. Um, but it became necessary. Um, just seeing the absolute like need desperate need for a break for his family and, you know, um, that's like that's my family. Like you know, uh, I could feel uh, even just a portion of what what they were going through, and so that break required me to really step up um, when in terms of being part of the church and Pastor Carol, and myself. Uh, you know, really tried our best to step in that summer and that I, last summer preached my first sermon. Um, which was called Toothless Jesus. Which was, <laughs> they say, if you go preach a sermon, preach like it's your last. So I talked about white supremacy and maybe Jesus didn't have all of his teeth and all kinds of things. That was sort of like, look, if you go, pre- if 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 Josh is ever gonna ask me to preach again, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I was gonna say it all now, and then 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 uh, then maybe he'll be like, yeah, we're good. You know, that's that's not something we're gonna have you do. Um, but during that time, I didn't know what the steps were. I just knew that to kind of just release Josh, you know, just in full accountability with it. If he was praying during his sabbatical and felt God give him direction on, on me and where I should be going to listen to him and, and to tell Josh not to be like um, intimidated by my crazy schedule. And he took me up on that word and we were looking for a new pastor. Um, and then he came back and said, I think, you know, God is directing me to you. Uh, and I said, well, can you tell God to <laughs> direct you somewhere else? <laughs> I'm full. Uh, but no, I knew, I knew, I didn't really resist. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that that was the spoiler that, um, you know, for those who, who haven't seen us since 2018, you know, I go by Pastor Little John. I don't actually, you know, I don't go by that actually. Uh, but at church, I'm Pastor Little John only because, we kind of have a pastor first name thing. Yeah. Pastor Josh, Pastor Carol, but Pastor John just didn't seem to fit like uh and so I was like, I'm not a pastor John. Uh, I'm cool with people just calling me John. Like nobody's going to call me pastor anything. Uh, but if you do, I was like, can you call me pastor little John? That kind of fits me more. Uh, and so that's what, that's a, uh, that was a big, that was a big step. Um, and it, it felt very um, confirming. It's one of those things that I didn't think in life that, that I would have been, um, I definitely didn't want it. Um, it wasn't a thing I sought after. But sometimes there's those things that, like, that, you, that you walk into that feel very natural, like, it, like you were formed for it. And that's what it's been like, I would say, walking into the pastorate um and and definitely was ordained and and then got like almost immediately got very sick and it was almost like um like laid up in a bed for almost like a month um I would go out to teach and all that kind of stuff but, but um yeah it was it was it was a bad it was, it was a really tough month I was touring during that month and everything and and um and and just yeah just just really sick um and then like this it was gone <laughs> so that was an interesting period. That was the end of my twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. Sorry, I mixed up the years. Um, and in twenty twenty, you look—that's a whole—that's a whole subject within itself. But um, you know, it, it's interesting because I share what you're saying, Josh. While my heart is broken so much this year for for so many things that are happening. Um. I did feel in a way that God was preparing me for it by saying that there was a light that was going to be shown. And it's funny. Everybody kept saying 2020 vision in 2020. And I told Josh, don't you dare preach that message. Not that I tell them what the preach or not preach, but that one, I was like, don't do it because it's a cliche. That's so whack. Everybody's going to be saying it. And I'm telling you that whack cliche, I think has been very real. Like we have seen things so much more clearly this year. Um, but it, it, in the middle of all that i gotta give credit where credit's due god has blessed my family we were so busy yeah i can tell my wife is a phd student you know um i'm in seminary all of my kids are in school i'm teaching you know um you know it was it was a lot um we were all over the place and just to be in the house together quarantined um for as long as we have been it's been actually um a real blessing. It's been a lot of work just getting our church online and the work that we've all done to transfer into that. Um, but yeah, I guess, I think that that's good for now. Um, <laughs> do you think I'm missing uh, anything? that's yeah, good.
0: It's good. Like, like, let's let's face it. You know, this is the part of 2020. It's almost hard. Uh, given what's transpired in 2020 to say, you know, there's some things about this year that have been good. Um, but it's one of the things that I, you know, I think we need to wrestle through. How can we celebrate the good that God has done uh, right. in our own lives, in our churches, uh, wherever it may be, and still mourn with those who mourn, still cry out for the justice that still needs to be uh, you know, created? Still, there has to be this way for us to be able to walk through uh, what is—we you know, live in the already not yet. We talk about that as a church a lot. Like The kingdom of God has come and yet it hasn't seen its fulfillment in the return of Christ. And so there are going to be these weird realities that we live in where we experience the goodness of God while sin still has its evil effects upon our our societies and our countries and our families. I mean, we're talking about, you know, like things that have happened within my family, or even when John was saying he was sick, like in the midst of very good things happening as well. We have a a sister from Nigeria, and it was her birthday yesterday. And so I, I did encourage her even yesterday, I said, because of what, you know, right now, uh, with the protests happening in Nigeria, some of the governmental responses to that, and there's a lot of sorrow and a lot of, um, you know, broken heartedness, uh, for, for especially for those from Nigeria, even for me to watch what I've seen, it's just so hard. And yet in the midst of it, you know, I encourage you, like, you do need to celebrate God's goodness even in the midst of what's happening. And I think that's where we've got to find a way um, to be able to, to not throw everything into one category. Like, that's really my son. My son does that. It's like, just even today, because his brother wouldn't play baseball with him, the whole day was the worst day ever.
1: <laughs> throw it in the garbage. But The, the whole day's over. You done. won't play baseball.
0: This is going to be worst day. Done so speaking of 2020, John,
1: yeah, yeah Pastor
0: sir. Little John.
1: Well, the, the good doctor, uh, no, not even close. You're not a reverend yet. No, how do, get, how do you get How do you become one of them
0: when you have your MDiv? I can call you Reverend. Is that so a reverend? I don't know. Be... You're near, you're, you are nearly right, Reverend Little John, <laughs> nearly, but not yet. Uh, what and he and John's right listen when we started this whole when, when when the pandemic struck and then they they shut down churches and gathering i i have not worked so hard in my look, entire life a lot of people were having time look, off and they were figuring out what to do with their time we were online every day. We were, oh like, we were, and it was good. It was exactly what God called for. We did something called a viral revival. We were praying yeah, in the morning. Listen. We were on the, we were on in the evening. We were, it was, I would wake up every morning and go, oh God, you better give me something else to say, because this is going to be another day that we got to do this. Instead of one yes. sermon a week, it felt like five sermons a week. And it was yeah, That's right. But it's a new, but at the same time, I didn't have to travel. Right. And I wore shorts or sweatpants. I would put you, a dress which, shirt on, but you know you so got on what? Now. I wanted to ask you, John. Which what you is, got on now? This is just a t shirt.
1: No, 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 I, I mean, pants
0: on. You know what? You wear this, a pants? This, this is what we're going to ask. I wanted to ask that question, or I want that question. How <laughs> many times since March, Pastor Little John, <laughs> have you had to put on a belt?
1: Look, I, not today, even. And I came uh, to a live <laughs> meeting, and I was like, I'll put up, no, you know what? No, I need to put on a belt. <laughs> Let's see how many, how many, uh, how many circles I have to like now like let out. (laughs) What changed?
0: There are some measurements that we can find. I mean, I thought about it, I think it was, I believe truly, it was (laughs) I think it was August. It was August. I put on a pair of jeans. Oh, that was a big deal. "Ah, What was the special occasion? For the first time in four so what, do you th- what is the craziest thing? I know I'm asking you a couple of questions, but
1: no, no, that's no. kind of
0: one of the most awkward moments you've had on Zoom?
1: Because we all have them now. Okay. Um, let me think. Oh, I got to think about that. Um, one of the most awkward. Now, I've seen a lot of awkward moments. Uh, I think <laughs> that's been hilarious. Oh, okay. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. Uh, so <laughs> during the Church Online... Um, I you know, bookie was, was, you know, uh, a dear sister was doing a great job giving the announcements and I muted the computer. And so That's right. I'm thinking, oh no, <laughs> she's just talking away and nobody knows she's muted. So I just come in like the voice from heaven. No one can see my picture. And I say, bookie, you're muted. Yes. And then I'll see, and then I see all my kids kind of like, <laughs> like <laughs> like trying to catch it. Like, no, and, I, and then looking like, what? and then I, hear someone say, "No, you're muted." So I'm muted, and I hear her going, "No, no, I think I'm fine." And I'm like, "Okay, you just interrupted a whole service because you didn't unmute your computer." So that was that was that was embarrassing. Yeah, that ain't gonna lie.
0: That's some. I've had some near embarrassments, you know, personally in it, but I haven't really had anything. There was, you know, like one day I was actually, but it all happened on Sunday for me too. Like, you know, if if you go back and watch it, you can see like dirty laundry or something in the back and like, oh, I, saw, I saw that he has some socks and i'm like what is that and then and then because we were we were actually in a hotel room uh you know and and, and then there's this ac unit right next to me and it kicks on halfway through the sermon and, and i'm like i can see the dirty laundry this thing's going and i'm like I'm gonna just tell everybody I'm gonna get up and shut this stuff off and I'll pick everything up all at once. So it'll look really smooth. I'm getting ready to get up and then I look down and go, Oh yeah, you have short shorts and socks on right now. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to <laughs> just sit down. You're gonna just have to sit down and just 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 See, That's yeah, why what I asked is. you.
1: Because I know, you know, we'd be sharp from the top up. Like even now, I got on shorts, you know. Uh, I like when I'm on Zoom like this. I'm not wearing pants. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> like why? Like, you know, like why be hot? Like
0: <laughs> well, I mean I, I when at first when I thought it was, you know, it was funny, you know, like, you know, I I would used to I used to post pictures on Sunday what I was actually wearing. Uh,
1: oh (laughs) yeah oh that's what i did remember that yeah versus versus what it looked
0: like i was wearing right and i was getting so many comments like i would take i was taking these dress shirts and tucking them into sweatpants and taking pictures of it so people could see what was really happening
1: that's a dress day when we come back to (laughs) in-person meetings we're gonna have to dress like zoom dress like zoom day uh appropriately though yeah 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 you're gonna see a lot of shirts tucked into sweatpants there's some stuff there's some stuff. <laughs> okay, let me throw one at you. Okay, so this year, you know, we, we got a social distance, got to do mask. What, uh, the mask thing is so huge. It's such a big, it's like, it's crazy. Like how much of a controversy this has been, but I'm gonna ask you a very daring question. Do you mask or are you an anti-masker, Pastor Josh Byes?
0: all right the, the question we've all been asking you know waiting to hear the answer to so that we can then define our church theology all based on what our yes pastor does. you know all
1: the, all the congregation just went <laughs> oh there's
0: the question <laughs> so um you know as a true american i would like to plead the fifth
1: and not no. answer that <laughs> question
0: no Oh, hey Let's, let's be real about this. I think the problem, and, and, and perhaps this is where we'll begin to, to start defining what we're really, while we're back here again, I hope we do. I hope we can, we can start to talk about how so many things uh, within the church, and when I say the church, I mean the church. I'm talking about all these people who would call themselves Christians, but they're in different denominations or different uh, cultural backgrounds or different ethnic bra- backgrounds, but it, is that so many things have been elevated above child of God including something like a mask. And so then we say something like, well, if you wear a mask, then you're afraid and you're giving in to the one world government. And so a child of God can't wear a mask.
1: Right.
0: Or, you know, vice versa, you know, if you don't wear a mask, then, you know, you're being prideful and, and there are all these different things. And so I think, I think for just for me, just, just so you guys know, if it, if a, if a, if a establishment requires me to wear a mask, I absolutely put it on and don't make any business about it um, because I, I feel like that's honoring the choice of someone else. And, and I'm not, I don't feel in any way that I should be putting myself, my own Liberty ahead of someone else's and so echoes of Paul there actually um, that I wanted to Lord, you know, Lord, my Liberty over, over others. You know, I also feel like, you know um I can make some of those choices in my own home. I can make some of those choices with the people that I know the most, but I can't make those choices for other people. It's not really the point. And I don't think that a mask, whether I wear it or don't wear it, or whether someone else wears it or doesn't wear it, is going to define where they spend their maskless eternity. So Mm. my feeling on this (laughs) is there's ways for us as Christians to show love and compassion. This is a lot of times what it comes back to for me. And I feel like I can show love and compassion towards others uh, by wearing a mask. If I go into a place and, and people are all wearing a mask, I'll put a mask on, even if there's not a requirement, because I feel like that's me honoring where they're at. In the same breath, if I go to a place and everybody's not wearing a mask, if I feel released from the Holy Spirit not to wear the mask, I won't wear the mask. But I don't make these decisions because I'm afraid of the virus or not afraid of the virus. I don't make the decisions based on those things i'm making those more decisions a through guidance from god and b just out of like care for someone else like if life is about us i guess we can make whatever decisions we want and tell everybody that they should just do what we say but from what i from my reading of the bible life's not about me uh and so yeah i wear a mask frequently uh not as much as um as some do um and and not as frequent as some do i mean i you know, if if it's a grocery store and and they don't require a mask, most of the time I just run in and grab what I need and, and, and get going. Um, But I will tell you that I do always honor, like I do, I always honor social distancing and I'm that totally like that just, and that's because that's something I can control, like, so that I can be gracious to someone else. I don't want them. Like I never want anybody to be in fear around me, period. I don't want them to be
1: afraid of me.
0: So they, you know, if someone doesn't care, they don't care. But if someone does, they're, they're going to feel they're not going to be, you know, all all anxious because I'm so close to them. You know what I mean? Right. So I do right. practice these things. I put on a mask when when that's what people, you know, when when that's what 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 is what's happening. Um, I think a lot about Paul. I'm all things to all people. You know um, that I might win some for the gospel, and I can tell you that that making taking those steps have opened up some conversations that I would have had otherwise. So.
1: I, I don't, yeah. the mask thing. So are you telling me that um, if I wear a mask that uh, it's, uh, it's or not wearing a mask, people who don't wear a mask have more faith than me? Is that where you're? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got that from you. So are you saying that, <laughs> oh my God, that's one of the craziest things I've been hearing. It is, today. it like, is. Like your lack of like, faith is showing. Real, they're like, you know, like, oh, yeah. Or what saw uh, somebody say? If people were meant to wear a mask, they, God would have evolved um, their face to have a mask on it. And then somebody replied, um, do you wear pants?
0: <laughs> Wait, did they really use the word evolve and God in the same sentence?
1: They, well, you left for this. That's right. Yeah, they were already being... Exactly. (laughs) I know it's like, it's just so much craziness. That's one of the lights that's shown this year. For me, I'm I'm about the same as you. I do wear a mask. Um, But I think people, we don't really go nowhere, right? Um, Like Josh and I, we've seen each other in person since March. Three times, maybe? Yeah, like probably April. One of them today. One of them today. This is the sighting. This is the John sighting. We don't go... (laughs) I don't go nowhere, like cause I'm teaching online our, our churches, you know, meeting, uh, gathering online. Um, and now, I mean, I'm, it, I also feel I know that people have to go places. So I'm not like looking angrily at every car on the road. But this is you know, 2020 hits different for everybody. So for us, you know, we are home. And um, some people might feel like because uh, I haven't really talked about it, even with our church. Uh, that I'm afraid to go out or I'm like nervous about COVID and my wife is a scientist. And so, you know, um, there are some different perspectives, I think that I hear, but but we're not responding out of fear. It really was um, through prayer about, okay, God, how would you have our family to respond in this time? And it was more like take a hit for the community that you live in. Just be one less family on the street, be one less person in the grocery store unless you need to be there be one less you know like that 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 uh that that what do they call them uh frontline workers or essential workers uh but that that cashier you know like there's one less person they have to worry about or one less person in line for somebody who really has an emergency like do you really need that right now so we just isolated because of that um i wear a mask for the same reason um you know um you know i did a recording session with the trio that i'm in and we like i trust those brothers with my life but we all wear masks. Um, just, just in chance that even like one of the recording engineers felt uncomfortable. So I wear a mask, um, not because I'm afraid of COVID. Although there is some wisdom in that, you know, uh, I do think that that um, they do work to an extent. You know, uh, I don't think they cure anything or stop anything all the way. Um, but that's not the reason I wear it. It's because we're in a time where people are very anxious, and the Bible tells us to defer to one another. And so, if me wearing a mask at the grocery store makes that cashier just a little more comfortable as I'm walking through the line, I'm cool with it. You know, uh, like I'm fine with that. Or you know, uh, if I pull up to a drive-through window, I put the mask on, and I always see a little, you know, you can see the eyes smile of the person who, um, whoever is helping. You can't see their faces; they're wearing a mask. But like the 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 food person, uh, what do they call them again? But lost all the English. The food person. What do you call them, Josh? The fast food workers? Uh, you don't know. <laughs> The food man. McDonald's, McDonald's employees? The, I, and I worked at Arby's. man. The, the food man comes and gives me my food. This is what happened in 2020, my language breaks down. Drive-through Japan? The drive- attendant. Uh, um, what would you say the food technician you know people trying to find them fancy titles for the resumes when i was in high school i had like six jobs listed that none of them real jobs i was like lawn care technician child care um what was a child care attendant that was babysitting my brothers and sisters anyway i'm digressing so um yeah so i i do wear a mask i do social distance i do all those things And um, it's not just for the people around me, it's also just for society at large. But it also, hits different because I I told you, like in 2018, I went to China. And back there, like like in China, everybody was wearing a mask just if they felt like it. And I've had students um, who are Korean who, if they're feeling sick, they just wear a mask. Um, And so I think just even being, that was the first time really being in a culture where people were wearing masks. And I mean, oh, one thing I didn't know about China is a lot of people smoke. It's like, like, like smoking in China is like what it was like in the 80s in the United States. Like every restaurant, like everywhere, it's just smoke, just smoking. Everybody's smoking. So I was wearing the mask uh, just to filter out the smoke. <laughs> you know, so I think, yeah, I think, you know, when I, when I was there and going, you know, it's weird for us in America or in Canada, but there are like major portions of the world that wear masks, no problem. And it does does do something. Um, so, yeah, I do now, them both. I can I don't tell have you, faith. Like,
0: this is the way I, I, I really am looking at so much of this. Um, you know, we know, or if you read it, the Bible says that the gospel is offensive. Um, so I know that what I carry, right, like what I would want people to know, what I would call the good news of Jesus Christ, I know that that is in and of itself offensive. But that's not me that's offensive. That's the message of the gospel can be offensive to those who don't want to acknowledge their own need for Jesus. Why would I personally create more areas of offense? Like, so the way I look at it is I want to create, like, around me and in my neighborhood and the grocery stores that I go to and, you know, the gas stations, whatever maybe I want to create, I don't want to create more offense, more ways, right,
1: for people, right.
0: more barriers for people to, you know, to maybe hear what I have to say. And I think that's really what Paul was saying when he says, I've become all things to all people. I don't, it's not like he's, he's kowtowing to every, everything, but he's acknowledging that the gospel itself is a hard thing. So let's not make all the other pieces hard too. Like, right. You know, and I think that's where, you know, as Christians, we really have to start thinking. And this is what's happened. It's funny because you said you said something. I've been thinking about it ever since. And I know that's bad. I should be listening to you and not thinking <laughs> about it while you're talking.
1: Now so, I'm going to go back to watch you the whole time I'm talking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> listening? Um, okay. You said my wife's a scientist. Now, there's a really uh, famous TV show that no one should watch called The Simpsons. And there's an episode
1: on the Simpsons where it, Simpsons there's is a, the bomb.
0: there's a statement that says Batman is a scientist. All right. Now, this is how I feel 2020 has gone, especially in Christian circles. Can I just tell you, this is, this is my, this is, this is, this really, it became clear for me when you said that.
1: Say it. Say now,
0: it. When you said Batman, uh, you said your wife's a scientist. So then I did the backwards thinking. As soon as you said my wife's a scientist and I said, oh, Batman's a scientist. Then I said, oh, so are you saying that your wife is Batman? And this is how it feels, so much of what's happening. Like, we go, you know, if we're talking about, and I'm going to- you know? you know, like, you that, you know how crazy <laughs> that sounds? Do you know how crazy that sounds?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, yes. those are the equations we're making. But that's, oh, yeah. wait, you said that you would vote for so-and-so? Well, so would so-and-so. Does that make you
1: this? Yeah come on yeah yeah. we've
0: created all of these weird connections and and we're making all of these judgments about each other based on like like you know like equating one thing to the other i mean i i know that i will probably end up having to get into to black lives matter but that that just the statement people can't extract it from things and if you now all of a sudden if i said that I'm supporting some guy who started an organization to do all these other things. It's so crazy. Like, right. like we have no individual, um, uh, like, personal interaction anymore around, like, what? Like, there's no second question. Why do you right. feel that way? There's no
1: conversation. There's like, no. Why do you feel uh, that way? Oh, let you me said hear that? Who you are.
0: You said that?
1: Yeah. You're a scientist.
0: or You know, like, right. like, that's like. Right
1: yeah you say black lives matters you're antifa or whatever you know it's like there should be i'm so over it there should be and i know you are too like uh you know if anybody's curious and uh maybe that's a whole other discussion because of the the what what why i said things haven't changed as much we had some really great conversations you and i in 2017 and 2018 and we've always talked you know just about race and and perspective and um and it's always just been a real openness to just hear each other and i've learned a lot and i know i know josh has learned a lot too from that and it's funny to watch some of the conversations that we had then and then watch how people acted this year and we're in a very diverse church and our church has been actually really quite amazing through so many of these things but even within our congregation there has been like some views going out like, really? (laughs) You know, black people and you think like this? Like, it's just been like surprising. Um, And I think the light that was shown of like, what you said, the the inability to separate things out. No one that's Christian should have any problem saying black lives matters. It doesn't matter what organization has it. Like it doesn't matter who did like that sentence shouldn't be a problem. Um, And that little thing, it's like wearing a mask. It's like um, staying home. It's like, I found like, especially in the States, like the fact that somebody would have the nerve to tell me to do something that I don't wanna do is taking away my rights. And I'm showing my faith by never changing. Like I have faith because I never change. Listen, it takes way more faith to be flexible than it takes to be the person that you've always been and like fight everybody down because you're trying to make me you know take what i hear a mormon ritual and i'm wearing masks it's crazy crazy
0: yeah i mean i'm 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 real american deep down like i you know i got i can admittedly say i don't wear a seatbelt a lot stuff like that i'm very american when it comes to stuff like that i'm serious i'm just I'm telling. But that's about me. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about like the way we project to others, the judgments we make of others, the way that we make other people feel, how we, um, we make barriers to the kingdom of God with our and attachments. I guess I can't come away from that. It's how I feel like what's happened. You know, like you can only be a Christian if you follow this political party, you vote this way, you do or don't wear a mask like we've created these categories of christianity or these categories of child of god and then when somebody says well i don't fit in that then we we build barriers to the kingdom that way and it just seems like it's happening so much and and instead of instead of being a moment where where christians could really come together around some some really some really important pieces and really show like the love and the grace of God, It's like, instead we're using it as a platform to kind of promote our own brand of Christianity.
1: Yes. yes. So that, so yes. instead
0: of like trying to find ways, how can we all work together for, you know, for some things to really change? It's like, no, you know what? I'm a, I'm a believer in, uh, not wearing masks and ABCD. And so I'm going to use this right now. I'm going to find some Bible verses and I'm going to, you know, cause division, <laughs> like because, and we don't, they, people don't go, they don't, like, that's not what they said. They didn't get out and say, I'm going to cause division." vision. They're like, I'm going to prove that I'm right. Yes, I'm standing things on. Things that are so non-essential. The gospel. Right. Yes. Like the that gospel of Jesus Christ, which had nothing to do with all of the things we've made it into. And now, while we say we're not preaching the gospel, we're just giving standard, we are preaching the gospel. We created a new gospel full of lots of hoops that people have to jump through to find Jesus. Well, that's a problem. And it just it, I just feel like the more things I see, the more things I read, the more I feel like we're just getting further and further away from the simplicity and beauty of the gospel. Because if we could start with the gospel, if we could find entrance into the kingdom of God by grace alone or not by works or by voting record, then all the other conversations we had would be the conversations that form the you know the the iron sharpening iron conversations they're the listen here's this thing that will never change we're both children of God and so we're brothers or we're sisters or whatever we are and we have this common thing we keep coming back to now we can have discussions about what it what we think it should look like to live in this kingdom but that's what they have to be they have to be these hard-hitting discussions about refining one another in the lens of, of of the gospel but we're coming back to this commonality we're not trying to find ways to divide each other. What we're trying to do is come to a place where we can be in agreement
1: yes. around yes. some
0: things. Like John and I, there's some things we don't agree on. We probably never will agree on them.
1: Mm-hmm. Never. Like what?
0: Well, I'm not going to get into it right now because I don't Let want to- Let me think hard. of a
1: good one. Let me think of a good one. Uh, you like camping like, like for long times and I like retreating. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: we won't talk about why john doesn't like camping because it's a little personal but
1: uh... where are you going to use the bathroom it's just <laughs> you gotta think that through i'm sorry it just got to be thought through more than campers think through for me sorry <laughs> <Fine. laughs> John
0: cleans his keyboard Like every little one of them With this little <laughs> thing all the time And I'm like, seriously, bro I, 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 yeah.
1: I love how disinfected the world is these days
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <it's really> <laughs> it's Like, yes, finally The Lord has heard my cry let's, this let's, There's
0: time when I'm like Hey, dude, just like trust Jesus
1: With your keyboard, right? <laughs> No, I but trust it, Jesus. I don't trust them dirty hands that was on it the before of them. If Jesus but, played the keyboard, I'd have been fine.
0: <laughs> but that being said, like I know that at the core of all of this, and this, I think this is where we need to get. Like, and I need to ask that question. Like, this is what I need to know from the people that I want. I'm going to walk with. Do you desire to get it right according to Jesus? Yes. That doesn't mean we have it right. It means I desire that. What I know in John is that right. he has a desire to get it right. And you say that it, it's not a law-driven thing, it's nothing like that. It's through prayer, not no, no, no. of scripture. We have a desire to
1: it's get it based right. Based on the gospel, right? So yeah. it's like it's based on the gospel. And if you we to give to get it right. That's right. That's if all. you were to give the gospel, and this is a challenge to you, 10 seconds. Give the gospel. In ten ten seconds. seconds.
0: Ten seconds. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on. Right? That, that's the I'm challenge you me.
0: Ten seconds. I'm
1: getting. I'm putting oh you my on the spot. Goodness. goodness. And oh. then I can do it. I'll do a second so that I can use yours. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, oh my God, you ready?
0: My dog's gonna, gonna preach the gospel. Even the
1: dog's preaching the gospel. Ready? Just, ten seconds. Set, go.
0: God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe in him would not perish but have eternal life
1: hey five seconds to spare nice (laughs) okay my turn you ready so i don't have a timer world bad jesus good jesus god jesus save world world better with jesus good news amen (laughs) oh good i'm glad you got the amen in there (laughs) so be it (laughs) <laughs> the Hail Mary, right
0: at the end, the Amen got yeah, in there
1: before. But I couldn't I get there. the Holy Spirit in there. You know, that, oh. that charismatic Pentecostal side. Well, I started, I
0: started to think I, I was going to go into the whole, you know, the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. <laughs> became you like uh, uh, I,
1: that's where I was.
0: That's where I was going. I was trying to re- reduce it. And then you're like, Go. I'm like, God's will love the world.
1: <laughs> Even John 3.16. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, okay. So. We should wrap it up, uh, but this is good. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this again. I was nervous. I could have climbed the wall before. I don't know why I was nervous, but I was nervous. Um, where am I looking on your camera? Am I looking at you? Or am I looking like down? Like, does this look like, like, what does that look like when I stare at the camera? Scary? Uh,
0: well, I mean-
1: I Where are know. you looking?
0: I feel like it's- I feel Confrontational? Like you're asking me to answer a question like I could get in trouble for. I don't, you look <laughs> great, John.
1: No. no, I want to know because I want to talk to the people. But, like, am I, like, where are you looking?
0: I'm right not looking, I'm just looking at my computer screen right now.
1: Okay, you're not looking at the camera because you look like you're looking in a natural direction. Oh. Or are you looking at the camera?
0: No, that would be looking at the camera. Can you tell the difference?
1: Well, now you look like you're looking sideways. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, okay. so the camera's kind of like I can see the camera light, so if I wanted to look at the camera, I would look like this. This is me talking okay. to the camera.
1: But okay, I'm not, I'm looking at you. Okay. I got so you in gallery me. view. <laughs> so if you enjoy this, we go gonna be back. We back. We back. I feel it. I feel it in um, my bones.
0: Just just before you finish that statement, if you don't enjoy this, we'll still be back. We back. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> you might not be back, but we back. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So um, you can follow us. We're on Instagram, Twitter at Sojourners Pod. Um, is it The Sojourners? Look, this is so bad. Uh, I should know our social media stuff. Um, the Sojourners Pod, I think. Let me see. Um, no, the
0: first time you're like the Tin Man. He's just a little rusty.
1: Just get. Some yes, exactly. Out. I told you I'm rusty. See, I used to have this stuff. See, well, we recorded it, so we before we weren't on video. So now you're getting all my secrets. So I would go back later, have everything written down nicely. I'd read it off like I had it memorized. You know, in all these years, it still ain't memorized. But Sojourners Pod—that's our Instagram, that's our uh, Twitter, and then we're also on Facebook, the Sojourners Podcast. Look for these two faces. Um, and you can email us at the Sojourners podcast um, at you. Look, I don't even think that's right. Um, yes, that is right. The Sojourners podcast at Gmail. But why I'm putting all this out there, because if there's something you want to hear or questions, throw them out. And that will actually help guide us in future, future episodes. And we're going to do like this. We're just going to talk. Maybe at some point, people are interested, we'll have a conversation like this with others. Um, you know, or or just be us. All right, you got any party words?
0: No, man, I, I I I done said everything.
1: That was good. That was good. That was good. All right, see y'all. This is that awkward thing on on Zoom where somebody says bye, then you have to like wait for the person controlling the meeting to end it.
0: Do I, do I make one face the whole time? Do I hold my smile?
1: <laughs> Seriously press the button. was <laughs> like,